0: Last week we talked about Daniel. We talked about the five keys to Daniel's life and transformation. The Lord brought to me this scripture Daniel 11, starting in 29. This isn't on the thing. Just open your Bible. At the appointed time he shall return and go toward the south, but it shall not be like the former or the latter. This time that we are in is not like the former or the or the latter. It, it, this time that we're in is asking something more of you. Asking something more of you. It says, For ships from Cyprus shall come against him, therefore he shall be grieved and return and rage against the Holy Covenant and do damage. So he shall return and show regard for those who forsake the Holy Covenant. And forces shall be mustered by him, and they shall defile the sanctuary fortress. Then they shall take away the daily sacrifices and place their abomination of desolation. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery, but people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Today is your day. This season is your season to carry out great exploits. It is not to cower to fear or to sickness or disease. It's not to cower to the things that this world would distract us with. It is for you to carry out great exploits. We have been on a journey to the summit. We've gone through all of them. And today is all about knowing God and having God's perspective. I believe that having the perspective of the kingdom of God is the most important aspect of your life. For if you don't know who God is, if you don't know his heart for you, you will forever fail. Psalm 19. Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows us His handiwork. The heavens all around are declaring His glory. And all of His creation in the heavens declares His glory. And that means you as a created being are to declare the glory of God. The glory is, in definition, high renown or honor won by notable achievements. We are here to give Him glory and honor and praise for what He has done. For what He has done in our lives. Maybe one day you were sick and, and He touched your body and He healed you. Today is to give Him glory and honor and praise for that. Maybe today you, your, your relationship in the past that was broken is restored. You give Him glory and honor and praise for that. If the firmaments show His handiwork, If the heavens declare His glory, how much more you, a created being, to be in relationship with Him, should be declaring His glory. I love Genesis. And for those of you who have watched the the devotionals, I, I took Genesis 1 because it's my favorite book. My favorite chapter. The first verse says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And it says, the earth was without form and void. There are things in your life today that have no form. God wants to bring order. There are voids in your life and God wants to fill them. How will he fill them? Just as he did in creation. He will speak a word to you. He will give you a word that will fill you. He will give you a word that will bring order to your life. He will bring a word that will dismantle the darkness that has been assigned to you by the enemy. And in that word will be hope. In that word will be joy. In that word will be his heart and his love for you. For so long we have, we have made this Christianity thing about the stuff that we do in performance toward him. He's asking for a people to receive what he has done and declare that to the world. Take it out of what you have done for him. If you're reading the Bible in this devotional because we asked you to and your heart is not in it, you just do it because we told you, then get your heart right. Get your your mind right. And begin to do things because he's called you to do them, not not out of authority he's called you, but out of a love for you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He is a God that fills voids. And takes formless things and makes them into things that declare his glory. For once there was dirt and he picked up the dirt and he breathed into the dirt. And life came into Adam. It says in verse 2. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. I'm here to tell you this morning that no matter what situation you're in, no matter how long you've been in that situation, no matter what your family history, no matter what you've done, He's hovering over you. And He's ready to speak a word into your formless, voided life and bring you hope. So He's hovering over the waters and He begins to declare your greatness. For you started with light. For without light, we couldn't be on the earth. Nothing would grow. I don't like the darkness in the eight hours that we have it, let alone all darkness. Because life doesn't exist in darkness. Life is pursued and grows in light. For God is saying in this hour, I am shining a light upon the church to reveal the darkness that has been hidden by religious activity, I am shining a light in my church to reveal those who have not pursued my presence. Those who have, who have negated what I've asked them to do in this hour. And I am shifting that anointing to those who seek me. For my word says that if you seek me, you will find me. So he began to declare and create. He's declared your end, and he's asking you to begin that journey. John 16:5, verse 6. or John 16:5, we're going to start there. What I want to convey to you this morning and it won't be on the slides, but what I want to convey to you this morning is the love of the creator of the universe for you. That if we're going to know God, we've got to know his heart. If we're going to know God, we've got to know his motivation. If, we, if we're going to know God, we've got to know that everything that he has for you is good. Everything that he has for the church as a whole is good. It's whether we engage in it, whether we take it up, whether we accept it. It says, but now I go away. To him who sent me. This is Jesus talking. And none of you ask me where are you going? Because I have said these things to you. Sorrow has filled your heart. Some of you this morning, God has spoken you a word and sorrow has filled your heart and you've stopped pursuing. You've stopped going after. You've paused. 2021 is the year in which the pause must be played nevertheless I tell you the truth it is your advantage that I go away and for for if I do not go away the helper the Holy Spirit will not come to you but if I depart I will send him to you the Holy Spirit was sent for you And when He has come, He will convict the world of sin and righteousness and of judgment. And I believe that the church has tried to take on the mantle of the Holy Spirit and it's time we repent. Because it is the Holy Spirit's job to convict the world of sin and judgment. And it is the church's job to love them with His heart. And to say, I understand that the Holy Spirit has convicted you of sin, but there is a pathway forward in which I want you to be restored. So, Father, today we repent for any way that we have shown this to the world. Lord, cleanse us. Cleanse us from religious activity. Cleanse us of sin. Because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. God is ready to speak to you the next season of your life, but you're not ready this morning because you haven't let go of the past. You can't see a way forward in 2021 for the church because there's persecution coming upon us. You can't see it because you're so holding on to what the form of the church has been. And God is saying, I'm pouring out new wine. It's time for you to get a new wine skin because I don't want the wine that I want to pour out over your next season to be lost. It says, you can't bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, we're in that time. The Spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you the things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Do you realize that when you make declarations, you're prophesying your future? It's time that we begin to to declare the kingdom of heaven over our lives to stop living in who left and, and why they left and what hurts. It's time to declare what He says our future is and that is success, prosperity, health, divine health every single day. And then He says in verse 15, all things that the Father has are Mine. Therefore, I said that He will take of Mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit is declaring your greatness. The Holy Spirit is calling you out of religious activity. The Holy Spirit is calling the church forth in this day to be a voice. To lead, not follow. Psalm 18. In this scripture... I want you to picture this. David has been pursued by Saul. David is under great distress. He comes into chapter 18 of, of Psalms and he is, he is free from all that now. He's been delivered from his enemies. Saul is, is no longer on his tail. And he wrote this song. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength. In Him I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The pangs of death surrounded me and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple. And my cry came before him, even to his ears. In that moment when he cried out to God, even in the midst of distress, even in the midst of questioning what was going on in the world, God was listening and gave him an ear and was face to face with him. In this hour, God is calling the church to intimacy. God is calling the church into his presence. God is calling you and me into a deeper walk with him to be purified, to be standing worthy of the calling in which we were called by his righteousness. For he heard my voice from his temple. God is always faithful, he's with you in every situation. He's not wavering because of something that has happened to you. He's always looking to pull the greatness through you into the world. Now, there are people that are listening and watching today and say, This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yes, I do. You don't know the person I'm talking about. Because he wants your success, he wants you to, to be spectacular. And the only way you know that, the only way that you know that your spouse loves you, the only way that you know that the world is is crazy, but there's people out there that that are speaking into you, the only way you know is to be with them. The problem with our culture is that the Holy Spirit has convicted people of sin and there's no harvesters to go harvest it. For the Scriptures tell us that the world is white to harvest. God is always faithful. He's with you in every situation and he's available in any moment. John sixteen thirty three says this, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace, full stop. For my English friends, period. In Him there is peace. No question. Full stop. Never, never gonna be denied peace in Him. But then He goes on to say, and He says, "In this world, you're gonna have tribulations, trials, troubles. That's gonna happen. But be of good cheer, because all those things that you're looking at in the natural, I have overcome them. I stepped out of heaven. I came to earth. I became a man." I live fully on the earth as a man, sinless. I bore all those tribulations, all those trials, all those sicknesses and diseases, all the, the abandonment, all the brokenness, all the, the frustrating things that have happened to you. I came to this earth to bear them so that I could then take you, after I pay the price for you, I could take you into a life of wholeness so that you could be like me. He's for you. The world tells you otherwise he's for you god has won the victory for you before you were ever born he won the victory of your trial before you ever even dreamed of of what could happen i want to take you to john 14 real quick lots of scripture today just keep making notes because you're going to need them John 14, verse 25. It says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. Jesus was telling them secrets. He was telling them secrets of of what was to come. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. We were talking this morning about the tomb. And that as the ladies who supported Jesus and who funded his ministry and and were his greatest encouragers went to the tomb, they saw a couple angels. And they said, you remember what he spoke to you, that on the third day he would rise again. There are things in this Word, in this Constitution, in this manual, that God has spoken to you in seasons past. And He says, I am here to perform it. I'm praying that angels interrupt your day and say, listen, I know you're here and you're looking at despair and you're looking at the world as if it's going to crush you. They were looking at that tomb as if somebody stole Him. And I'm telling you that God is saying in this hour, you feel like somebody's stolen your future. You feel like there's no hope. He's here to say, There's hope. Because I've already told you, I've already given you a word, I've already given you something that will help you in that time of distress. I've spoken it to you. He says that the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives, that runs out quickly. Not as the world gives do I give to you, Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I am going to my Father and my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. The word that he has spoken over your life will come to pass if you believe. It is time to exercise our faith Instead of walking in fear, walking in faith, that the words that he has spoken over you are true and begin to believe at a new level. He says, I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me, thank the Lord. The enemy had not a piece of our Savior. He had not a hook in him. He had no way that he could attack him. Yet He willingly bared the price for our sin. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so do I. Arise, let's go from here. But that the world may know that I love the Father. Jesus loved the Father, and He loves you. The Holy Spirit is your helper, your deliverer, your encouragement in times when you don't even know what to say. There's a story in John 4, verse 27, it says, And at this moment his disciples came and marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went the way to the city, and said to the men, Come and see a man who told me all things that I had ever done. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. I I love the story. You know the story. You can rejoice in the story, but I want to take you further. In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have no food to eat. I have food to eat of which you do not know of. Therefore the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? And Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there is still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white unto harvest. The harvest is white. The harvest is ready. If we're not harvesting those who are ready, we're missing our call on the planet. For the Word says, go and make disciples of all nations. There are people seeking the Lord. There are people that the Holy Spirit is convicting and you walk by them every day. I walk by them every day. And He's calling us into a new perspective. He said to His disciples who had been with him and seen some things. Lift up your eyes for you are not looking at what I am doing in the earth. I have something more for you to see. For all of you who have watched the news, who have seen everything that's going on in this world, who have seen everything that's going on in this country, who have seen the brokenness, the sin, the demonic powers that have ruled Washington for years are now being exposed. And I believe that God is pulling back the curtain and everything that was dark is going to be in the light, as the Word says. And I rejoice in that. But what I want to tell you today is there is so many things going on that you could focus on. And He says, no, lift up your eyes for the world around you is white unto harvest. Don't worry about the tech giants squelching your voice. For I have given you the Holy Spirit who will make known to all men what I am speaking through you. What does it mean to be white unto harvest? Give you these points and then we're going to close. There's a specific condition in which harvest is ready. There's a window. There's a window when something is white to harvest. And if you miss the window, it will rot. If you're too early, it will spoil. If Jesus is telling us, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is moving on this house... And this generation to say that now is the time. The world is white for harvest. What does that mean? That means that the world is acknowledging their lost condition. They've hung on to things in this world that have left them wanting. And they understand that there's got to be more. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the, the glory of God. Isaiah 53.6 says, All like sheep have gone astray. It's not a secret. The world is floundering. The world is shaking. And in this time, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. That's your message. That's your message in this moment to the world that is white for harvest. You're acknowledging your lost condition and there is someone who has already seen your lost condition. He already saw your sin. He already saw your fornication. He saw it all. And he said, I've already paid for it. Be of good cheer, because I've overcome that. So what does it mean to be white unto harvest? To acknowledge that you're lost and afraid. What's the next step? Is to believe. Acts 16.30 says, this is the jailer speaking to Paul and Silas and he says this, what must I do to be saved? When we acknowledge our lost condition, we begin to believe in things that we've never even seen before. And when you begin to believe in what you have not seen, you will be empowered to do some things. And this jailer who was facing certain death looked and said, what can I do to be saved? The next verse says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. John 3.36 says, he that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. We're watching the progression of the ripening of this world. So what's next? We acknowledge our lost condition. We believe that there's a gospel, that there's some kind of good news out there. And then we have to be confronted with the repentance of our sin. Luke 13.3 says, I tell you, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. We have to repent, church. Church. We have to repent for the way that we've looked at the world. We have to repent for the way that we've looked at the harvest. We have to repent for the way that we've taken words that the Lord has said to us and put them in a box instead of on a billboard. What's next? The world would have you say, and even religious people would have you say, you confess your sins, now there's some performance I want you to do. There's something you need to do. There's something you need to do. Something you needed to do. That's it. They, they want you to do something. And that's not the prescription of the Father. The Father says, receive my Son as your Savior. John 1.12 says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become sons of God. John 3.16, we know this. For God so loved, the heart of the Father is to love you in your current condition and to love you out of it. As the church, our call is to love those around us with the Father's love so they can't stay in brokenness. They can't stay in sin. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, if any man hear my voice. So we receive what Jesus has done. And then comes the part that we miss. We get transformed. We feel the power of the Holy Ghost. We see sin fall off our lives. And then it says we have to confess. Confess Him as our Lord. Romans 10.9 says that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The next verse, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The world is groaning for the church to understand who she is and to stand up and do what he's called him to do. That's you and me. The world, it's not the world's fault that they're not being harvested. It's our fault. And in scripture, God says, don't just pray for the harvest. Yes, pray for them. But pray for laborers to go into the harvest. That's you. That's me. And that's the other thousand people in this county that are believers that are going to be activated in the Holy Spirit to go and start bringing in the harvest. That's awakening. That's revival. That's revival. Now, the commission for you is this. Romans 10, 14 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? I want to define that for you. Because that's not me. That's not this position. That's not this platform. We have we have taken what God has said in the scripture and made it into an earthly thing. The church isn't built around me. It's not built around this position. It's built around you as ministers of the gospel who are empowered to go and change the world. Sheep beget sheep. For far too long the the church in America has put all the pressure, all the 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 anointing put all the expectation on the pastor to deliver the world. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not up for it. It's not my call. Now as a sheep, I am called to beget sheep. But as your leader, I'm called to equip you for the work of ministry. And maybe we as pastors have completely failed. Or maybe apathy has taken over the church. But I'm here to tell you, 2021, if we don't get off, our blessed assurance and get to work, the harvest is gonna rot. Now you may say this is too strong, Pastor Rob. Well, I'm here to tell you I didn't think of it. Preacher, in the Greek is caruso, to be a herald, to publish or to proclaim openly, used for public proclamation of the gospel. You are a preacher, stand with me today. You're a preacher. You're a preacher this morning. It says, "How will they how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without you? And without me?" And it goes on in verse 15 and says, and how shall they preach? You may say, how am I supposed to do this? What am I supposed to do? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Well, today, the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm sending you. You missed the first call, maybe. You missed the second call, maybe. But you're not going to miss this call because time is short. Time is short. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach, declare, herald, publish, proclaim, preach, proclamation of the gospel, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, and I'm here to tell you it's our time to rise up and say we will. We will. The paradigm shift in the church of today is to change from being spectators to be in commissioned officers with a task. When we look at the world around us and we say, are they white to harvest? We can say, do they acknowledge their condition? Well, I'm telling you that every minute that goes by, even while we've been in here, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people in this country that have acknowledged their broken condition. The Holy Spirit has convicted them of sin. Do they believe in the good news? Well, how can they know? How can they know unless you're willing to share? Do you know how to help them repent of their sin? Do you know how to walk with them into wholeness? Do you know how to understand their their process of, of seeing God? And do you know how to receive them into receiving God's love, to lead them into receiving God's love? For He so loved them that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You are a connection agent to the kingdom of God. You have a calling upon your life. And if you walk out of the doors today, or if you walk out of your house today, or if you're listening to this three months from now, you are commissioned. If you walk away from that calling, there is harvest that you were assigned to talk to. There was a harvest that God has called you to minister to. But how can they receive? Unless you do what God has called you to do. And then, as you walk with them and they confess that He is Lord, you will see a transformation in their life immediately. Immediately. I want you to receive this this morning. He has called you to greatness, He has called you to transformative work in this kingdom. You are commissioned. And you're on mission that every man, woman, and child would have repeated opportunities to hear, see, and experience the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's our call. He's called you to walk holy with Him. As they play, today I ask you, is this kingdom call that you've been asked to do your top priority? I'm going to explain to you something. I know this. This is a battle in my own life. The man that I feed will rule. If I sit and I feed my carnal man, he will rule me. If I sit and feed my spiritual man, he will rule me. There is no, there's no discrepancy there. What you feed will grow. What you water will turn into a harvest. It is time as they sing for us to commit our lives to this call that we will never go back. We will never turn around. We will never retreat into apathy and lethargy again. And we will march through 2021 with laser focus. Father, we give you this day. Father, heal our hearts, heal our land. Father, we pray today in humble adoration of a King that You would come and move in our midst, that You would empower us to tear down strongholds, that angels would be commissioned to assist us in building and and strategically finding the things that the enemy has stolen. For the enemy has been defeated the enemy has been defeated. No matter how, what it sounds like, no matter what it looks like, no matter what everyone else sees, and no matter what anybody else tells you, he's been defeated. So stop feeding your carnal man the words of a defeated foe, because he's a liar. So Father, today, we hold before you our lives and we pray the most dangerous prayer that I believe there is and that is, Lord, reveal to us areas of our lives where we may be broken, deceived. Uncover those areas, shine light on those areas so that we can walk humbly, purely, righteously with you. And that this church would have power and manifestation of every single spiritual gift without apology. And Lord, in any area of our lives where the enemy has hold, if those steps that I read, if those steps that I taught, if the scriptures that I said have convicted you or maybe you've never heard it before, he loves you. He loves you more than anything. And if we go past this moment, I just feel that we need to sit here for a moment. If we go past this moment and I don't do this, then we've missed an opportunity to reap a harvest. So if those words, if that outline that I gave you, if you've never heard that before, or maybe you have heard it and you've ignored it, are you willing this morning to acknowledge your lost condition? Are you willing to believe in the good news of a father who loves you, who sent his son here to die for you? Are you willing to set pride aside, to set brokenness aside, and say, I repent for all the things that I have done? And are you willing to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior? And then confess him to the world as Lord. If any of those things you haven't understood, you haven't received, you haven't believed, you haven't confessed, today is your day. For he wants you to go into the destiny that he's called you to, but this is the first step. So if you'd pray with me this morning, Holy Spirit, I thank you for the conviction of sin. I thank You, Lord, that in my life, I need You. I confess all the wrong, the things that I have done. I confess this today before You. I hold it all before You. And I ask You to come and invade my life. I ask You today to be Lord of my life, to be master, controller, Director, I want to step into your flow. I believe in you. And I will confess from the mountaintops that you are my Lord, my Savior, my King. So that all the world may know that the proclamation of my salvation is for their restoration. Now, if you prayed that with me, we believe that you're born again. And that's the beginning of your destiny. The question is, are you declaring his glory in the world? The Holy Spirit hasn't stopped convicting people. The church has stopped being effective at giving him the glory that changes today, a new season. If you enjoyed today's message, I would like to encourage you to like it and share it on all social media platforms or jump on the website, thesummitdover.com or the app and click the giving link and help us continue to share the message of the kingdom across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.